Welcome to the Purposeful Fitness with Coach Ola, where I dive in deeper into holistic health and fitness topics that will help you stay inspired, motivated, and dedicated to living a purposeful fit life while pursuing for the Akhirah. Hey, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the 14th episode with Coach Ola. Today's topic and interview is super awesome and I'm so excited about it. It's about Isra and Miraj. In just a month, inshallah, we will be in Ramadan and I would love to share this friendly reminder about my Ramadan prep challenge. It starts on April 8th and the door closes on April 7th. To sign up, come over at www.befitforakhira.com I would love to have you in just 28 days you'll get a fun workout in and meal planning done and your actual Ramadan plan all ready by the first night of Taraweeh inshallah today's guest is Imam Omar Suleiman, and he is a world-renowned scholar and civil rights activist. He is the founder and president of the Yaqeen Institute for Islamic Research and a professor of Islamic studies at Southern Methodist University. He is also the resident scholar of the Valley Ranch Islamic Center and co-chair of Faith Forward Dallas at Thanksgiving Square Faith Leaders United for Peace and Justice. He is also the founder of Mahsin, a non-profit umbrella organization serving the community to establish a more inclusive, special-friendly environment for our brothers and sisters of all disabilities. In today's episode, we will talk about Isra and Miraj in details and how the journey of Prophet Muhammad is related to our journeys we take in this life when it comes to our weight loss journey, fitness journey, and much more. Let's get ready and welcome Imam Omar Suleiman. Assalamu alaikum, Imam Omar Suleiman. How are you today? Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, I'm doing well. Alhamdulillah, thank you for being with us. Would you please tell us what is Isra and Miraj exactly all about? So Isra and Mi'raj was the uh, night ascension of the Prophet It came at a critical time in his life and it required a miracle of that sort uh, to really strengthen the Prophet with everything that he was facing. And it really speaks to in the matter of Yusra, with hardship comes ease. The Prophet was taken on a miraculous journey from uh, Mecca to Jerusalem through the heavens where he saw some of the, the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he had been speaking about all of this time and he also had a chance to meet many of the prophets of Allah and he had a chance to speak to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala directly. He receives the command of salah, the command of prayer. He receives a certain sense of affirmation with that and by bringing that back to the ummah, uh, it was also a sign that the one who seeks to ascend to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has been given a gift where though we don't physically ascend with salah, we still spiritually ascend with, with our prayer uh, and also reach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it is the mi'raj of the believer, as Hassan al-Basri said, it's the ascension of the believer, and that's why I was given to the Prophet in that state. Would you please then share us how is the journey of our Prophet Muhammad can be related to our health journey, such as fitness, health, weight loss, and, and so forth? Yeah, I mean, I think that when it comes to everything that we do in life, we have a sense of struggle and there is a goal to be achieved. And when uh, the struggle becomes more difficult, then you put the goal ahead of you. And I think that with fitness and health, good habits, 
Just like with anything else, when you lose sight of the goal or the struggle becomes overbearing with the goal, then you know, you're likely to to discontinue. And so with the Prophet وسلم, I think that uh, having that particular affirmation, even though the Prophet was affirmed with divine revelation, but to con you know, to, to have something that really shows the Prophet وسلم, so much of what his his goals actually were. It, it puts things back in perspective for the Messenger and allows him to to really move forward at, at a different pace. So the Prophet was, of course, always motivated in the sense that he was always moving towards that direction. He never had any intention of quitting والسلام, But uh, seeing something like that, seeing a portion of your goal achieved is a way of affirmation. And so when a person is trying to make progress spiritually or physically, or with anything when it comes to habits, keeping the goal in front of you and, and paying attention to your progress and letting that be motivation to make more progress is what we would take from it. I love that. And it's very relatable. Would you please tell us why it is important and that we sh- need to be aware about Isra and Miraj? I think that there are uh, aqidah elements of it, obviously. You know, there, there are elements of creed. It unified the missions of the prophets behind the Prophet ﷺ. You know, the Prophet ﷺ was a continuation of those Prophets, so it sort of brought them all together. There's something symbolic about all of them praying behind him, ﷺ, and then giving him words of, of support and advice and love and, and um, you know, admiration for his mission, his ummah. And also the idea that, you know, I think that the greatest lesson from Isra and Mi'raj was what happened with Abu Bakr as-Siddiq, may Allah be pleased with him, when he was asked about the miraculous journey of the Prophet and He said, in if, if he said it, then he's telling the truth. That the Prophet you know, is truthful, and that the miracle was not just in Isra and Mi'raj, but truly the miracle was in all that happened after the Isra and Mi'raj. And all of that is to be put in the same perspective. The reason why I'm having this episode actually is very interesting. I had actually like, interns with me that were are working and they're both Muslims and they're young, right? And they both told me that we would love to learn more about Isra and Miraj because they themselves like don't know the whole details, including myself. And that's why I felt it's really important to bring it back to the fitness and health journey. So thank you. Then why can how can we actually stay reminded about it in our daily life actions and not just during Rajab and Ramadan? I think by by realizing everything the Prophet saw were things that he spoke about all the time. But, you know, he saw the Prophets. He saw elements of the unseen. Those things always exist. You know, and so the Prophet teaches us to really be, you know, to, to have firm conviction in those things, to believe in those things. And so the idea that you don't have to see it to believe it. You know, for, for, for the believers, we know that our Prophet وسلم, was, was telling the truth, and we know that the things that he saw were, were indeed true. So it is, it's a sense of certainty that comes in what the Prophet وسلم, saw. And for us as well to continue with that, you know, with that certainty, with everything that we do in life. Yes. And would you please tell us about Muslim organization and how can we help back and anything you feel comfortable to tell us about it so there are two organizations that i had the blessing of uh, alhamdulillah being a part of the founding of one of them was muhsin and the other is yaqeen so muhsin was something i was very passionate about 
you know, just because I think that when we talk about the unmosked, we usually don't talk about people with special needs. We, you know, we tend to neglect that segment of our community. But when we talk about the vulnerable, this is where we should start. So I think that, you know, Marston was an attempt to first and foremost move the community to a sense of awareness and then to move the community to action on special needs. So the best thing you can do for Marston is getting your masjid certified, Marston certified, inshallah. Yaqeen is something where, where I also found that I'm currently the president of, which is about Muslim identity formation, connecting conviction to contribution, not just rooting Islam in our hearts, but, but shining through its branches and its roots. And we're a nonprofit research institute, which alhamdulillah produces content uh, that also can be started in your masajid and your schools with conviction circles. Uh, conviction circles package all of our content in a way that it can be implemented in, in the MSA environment as well as with older youth groups and similar contexts. So, alhamdulillah, both of those organizations have ways for people to bring something practical to their communities and to be grassroots about, inshallah. And I hope that they'll avail them in both situations. You're not asked of anything except to, to do, right? So you're not asked to pay anything. You're not asked to give anything. You're asked to give your heart your attention, and to become a better Muslim in your relationship with Allah and in your relationship to the community. I love that. And we are definitely in so much need of this type of work. As we're getting closer to Ramadan, do you have any final reminders, tips, or anything you want to share with us? Because, again, we are like on the 27th end of Rajab into Shaban. Uh, I would say work on your Quran recitation from now. Don't wait for Ramadan. So have a Shaban. Quran recitation goal, inshallah, so that you're not trying to take it all in at once. Yes, love that. And where can we stay in contact with you? What's the best place? So I'm going to be having a Ramadan series on Yaqeen Institute. So you can follow Yaqeen Institute on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can go to the website, yaqeeninstitute.org. And I'll be posting a daily episode, inshallah, from that series on my Facebook page every day, inshallah. So please do follow during Ramadan, inshallah. Inshallah. And I'll have in the show notes the links to Muhsin and Yaqeen. And just a final reminder for the youth. Do you have any tips on how to keep the youth strong in their faith? Because in my first episode, I actually talked about my own self where I had some faith issues and uh, difficulty, I guess. So uh, do you have any tips that you would want to share? Right so I guess this is a good note to end on, inshallah, because it's, inshallah. you know, physically healthy, you know, it takes it takes time. Yes. So to be spiritually healthy, you also need to give your time and effort into that. To be intellectually healthy, you need to give time and effort. So the same thing is the case when it comes to to really learning the deen in a way that you have it anchored in the heart and experiencing it in the way that you have it anchored, inshallah. And so that means being deeply reflective about the hindrances in your life, whether they're intellectual or personal. And then, you know, being willing to invest the time and effort to to actually have the deen strongly anchored in the heart, inshallah ta'ala, and in the mind. So that's, you know, again, that's what our institute is for, inshallah. Uh, everything we do is free and accessible, and we hope to be able to reach you with that, inshallah. Inshallah. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you for tuning in. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe today and leave a five-star review. You can also screenshot and share this episode with a family or a friend. Be strong, be fit, be fit for Akhirah.